Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ukulele on the Ground podcast. My name is Aldrin Guerrero. Joining me are Mr. Aaron, the voice, Nakamura. Say what's up, Aaron. What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend. For again, say what's up, legend. What's up? Hey, it is Aloha. And Aloha. The Ukulele on the Ground podcast. What we do here is we answer any and all of your questions that we get either today via the chat, yesterday's uh, via email and all that good stuff. So we'll just basically try to have a nice ukulele conversation. If we don't get any questions, we'll just talk. We'll talk about ukuleles. We'll talk about non-ukulele things, you know, like like issues that are going on right now. Right, Aaron? We can talk about that, right? <laughs> Usually uh, not. <laughs> right, you know, we can talk about maybe give our thoughts on some, you know, on some things that are going on in the world. That's what people like, right? <laughs> We're barely qualified to, to talk about ukulele stuff. Right? That's, that's what people want nowadays, I think, you know, like choosing sides and stuff and talking about the issues on both sides. Like that's... No, I'd I'd rather just talk about ukulele. <laughs> so let's let's like, talk about uke, everybody. Maybe maybe you know what uh, we we do have to talk about it. Low G or high G? Choose a side. Choose a side. Choose a side. Choose a side. I was gonna say like, uh, oh, do you like chocolate or strawberry? Chocolate. Man? What are you talking? Get the strawberries out. They're healthy. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, just, <laughs> That's a fruit. God, oh. it doesn't even count. Aldrin cancelled by the Strawberry Commission. <laughs> <laughs> team Red versus Team Brown. Uh. <laughs> right on, everyone. So, um, Aaron and Kahai are gonna, you know, gonna give me questions if they if they do come either via the chat because we do we are live right now, so we have a live chat. You can type it in if you're watching along with us. There's some awesome people in the uh, in the chat room, so make a friend, make a new jam buddy, perhaps, or just uh, just ask away. It's a lot of fun. That's really all it is. For we just we just want to come here every other week to just kind of have a nice conversation with you guys just kind of get a feel of what's going on out there in ukulele on the ground world right kahai mm-hmm. ukulele on the ground world seems like five different worlds though <laughs> it seems like there's like the facebook group world that's like a whole ukulele on the ground <laughs> world and then there's like the ukulele on the ground forums world and there's uu plus <laughs> world and now here's like like youtube world the uh, the podcast there's like the Allo Friday Live Jam people like this is even not not the same uh, audience as like say next week Friday same time <laughs> yeah so it's it's uh, it's kind of cool but this is what the the thread that brings all of them together really is Kahai you know Kahai is is an, connected to all of those right. I guess so. he's perfectly <laughs> perfect. You know, he 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 stretches him, himself out super thin so that he can he could be everywhere at once, right, Kahai? Uh, yeah, sure. We'll <laughs> say that the connecting thread that connects uh, all the ukulele undergrounds. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> all right, so let's get started, Kahai. I'm just trying to ramble on as Kahai is like running around, <laughs> so making Thank sure you. everything's all good. Yeah, that's, I'm just so, improvising. You know, just. Yeah. Just trying to vibe with the audience, even though I can't see the chat or whatever. I, I don't want to see the chat. I, w- I want to get these questions as as legit as possible. So why don't you give me the first question, Kahai? Uh, yeah, I think uh, so. On the YouTube chat, uh, Vicky yes. asks, "Are chord inversions and movable chords the same thing, and when do you use them?" Um, yeah, basically, you know, you're you're creating. I mean. Yes, let's just say yes. Let's just say, I know I'll explain what a chord inversion is and what a movable shape is for those of you folks who don't know and, and how to use them, okay? So what a movable chord shape is, is we take a, a shape of a chord, in this case, zero to 
3, 2, right? This 0, 2, 3, 2 shape here, we can kind of move up and down our fretboard creating different chords, movable chord shapes. You're just gonna move this shape. So because, you know, it's kind of tough to, to be doing this, so to get that zero every single time. So here's that G shape, right? And I can move it and then keeping that, that, that corner finger up there. What we can do is just kind of play the G and then maybe mute the top if you wanna mute the top and you just kind of go up so that you don't have to think about this. And if you want, just you can just kind of you know get away with with some of these chords like B flat. You can kind of keep that one open. C you can keep that one open. D you can kind of keep that one open. There's so so there's some stuff that you don't have to anyway. So that's what movable chord shape is. So I'm taking this chord shape, or B flat might be a better example. So B flat. Yeah, you've seen C's play this way. We're just kind of moving the same exact shape up the fretboard, getting different chords. So this is a B flat. This would be a C chord, this would be a D chord, this is an E chord, an F chord. You're probably wondering, Aldrin, how did you get those, you know? So, this is B flat. Let's just say, because we know that that's B flat. Our chord charts tell us that B, that's B flat. The music theory going, you know, regarding this tells us that it's B flat because it has the, the notes B flat, F, D, okay? So, with, um, with that, what we're going to do is that uh, this shape, you can move up and down because not only are you moving the shape, but you're also moving the notes. But since you're keeping the shape, you're keeping the same, um, same spaces between the notes or same uh, intervals between the notes. So here we go. So this one, three, five stays as a one, three, five for those of you folks who are um, down with music theory, you know? So B flat, C, D, E, F. And you're still probably wondering, how did you get that that fast? There's a trick, okay? We, we, uh, we say this in, um, what's that, Solo Secrets Revealed, we're just like, take, this is a B flat. Find the B flat and note in this B flat chord. So there's a B flat chord, the B flat note is here on the first fret. So that means wherever we put this chord, whatever the note is on the A string, will be that chord. So here, we're on the third fret. A string third fret is C. A string fifth fret is D, so this is now a D chord. A string eighth fret is an F chord, so on and so forth. And that goes through all of these. So this is a G. The G note is here on the E string. So whatever note is on the E string with this chord shape becomes that chord. There's an A chord, there's a C chord. If you don't believe me, sorry, excuse me. So if you don't believe me, if, you, if I'm doing C, I said this was a C here, right? So C, F, G, C. Same notes, and if you don't, still don't believe me, the notes here on C, the most basic C here, C, E, G, C. Here we have C, Same three notes, C, E, G. That is movable chord shapes. What an inversion is, is basically movable chord shapes, but a little bit more um, uh, specific, okay? Uh, what a chord inversion is, let's just say this C, and then we learned about this C, and then we learned about that C earlier, okay? So this C, 
our notes are C E G. Okay? We learned that earlier and C at the top here. So we have C being the lowest note, E being the middle, and then G being the highest note. I mean, this, this C here is just the same. So we have C as our bass note. We can do the same exact triad with the E as our bass note. So here's E, here's G, and there's C. So this is a C inversion because what you're doing is you're inverting those notes. It should be C at the bottom, E in the middle, G at the top. Now we have E in the bottom, we have G in the middle, and C on top. And then we can, uh, we can take this right here, which is a G note in the bottom, uh, E note, and then C note. So it's kind of like that. So just, you're inverting the chord, the three notes in the chord, so that you have, uh, you have the same exact chord, but different voicings. So all of these three, or four, or whatever you wanna do, five even, if you wanna do that, those are all the same chord, those are all C chords. You're just inverting the notes to create new shapes for them. And I say shapes because when you take a certain shape and you move it up, you can achieve the same thing. So it is the same thing, but it is not the same thing. Um, same thing in terms of movable chord shapes, they can be used to find inversions, uh, but inversions are really the, like the specific, here's a triad and you're inverting them around so that you get a whole new voicing for the chord. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you guys want to add to that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I tried to explain it, and I'm like, oh, here's the thing. Yeah, it's, like, it's, you know, it's it's that that got pretty complicated. I yeah. Think. But yeah, just the the basic concept is that like inversions are like a specific chord. Yes. So you can take any chord basically, yeah. and you can find different inversions of that chord. So that's how you would use the term inversion, yes, right? Yeah. yeah, you can take any chord and you can find different inversions of that chord up the neck of your fretboard. Mm -hmm. um, and then movable chord shapes is just talking about a, a shape, shape that you can move and be it, it'll become a different, different chord. chord. Yeah. Can you, uh, so they, they also asked, uh, when do you use them? Can you give like a practical use for like... Yeah, uh, yeah. so if, you know, uh, it just, I'll do a... a easy medium and hard like kind of usage for them okay so an easy usage for them is um so for example let's just talk about movable chord shapes this is called movable chord shapes okay so first we'll talk about that and we'll talk about inversions and how easy medium hard to use them so easy for example if you got the chords f b flat c back to f or use the use the slide to the no that, that's what I'm that's what I'm getting oh. at. So the so instead of playing F, B flat, and C, you can just take this chord shape of B flat and move it to create that C instead. So instead of going here, creating three different shapes for your fingers, you can just do two shapes and three different chords. Same as. That's like the most basic application for it, okay? So movable chord shapes. Um, another thing for, you know, for movable chord shapes, medium, is to, uh, to kind of 
take the shapes that you know and uh, and what is the what is the word here? And you can transpose songs. So for example, if I'm playing a drop, baby, or just use the drop. same same. Oh yeah, thing. So, that's right. Mm -hmm. So here, here's a shape. We have two zero one zero. So that two zero one zero, you can bar to kind of you know pretend like you, you're you're barring this zero fret. So imagine that you're kind of doing this. You can move it up. So here's F sharp. And I'm gonna take the same exact shapes that I was playing. So I don't even need to like to know what chords those are. Those are that's the same song and just a higher key. And I can go even higher. Okay, another movable chord shape is to basically um, if you're an advanced student, is to figure out like say chord progressions, like a two-five-one. Okay, so a two-five-one, D minor, G, C. Oh, let's let's go back. Just keep it in F. Let's keep it in F. <laughs> so G minor, C. That's your two-five-one in F. Okay. So another two-five-one, say in G, it looks like this. Have to do with anything, right? So I know these shapes. I'm not even gonna think of it as a G, it's just this open shape, and it's kind of E looking shape, and then G. So if I were to F, right? My first chord is G minor. Where's one that looks just like this? Right here, all the way here. So it looks super impressive. <laughs> so we got So I moved this chord shape that I was familiar with and moved it up so that I can play it in F. So uh, let's see now, let's, uh, let's look at inversions. So inversions, um, the, the basic way to do it is, uh, is the same thing. So that, that, first, um, that, that first example that I gave you, same. Okay, so if we're just kind of playing, instead of playing this C, we can play the inversion C instead. So now in my song F, B flat, and C, when I play that C, the E is the bass. Versus the C is the bass. Or I can do G is the bass. Or I can invert more than just one chord. I can invert maybe the F chord. So instead of F with the C as the bass, I can play the F where there's the F as the bass. So we go. Or you can play multiple inversions while you're still on that chord. So F. Um, Flat C C C. So something as simple as F B flat C with uh, with movable chord shapes and inversions, um, you can make it sound super duper fancy without it being too complicated. It's just three chords. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think like a few weeks ago, we mentioned that. Like if you want to learn this, this kind of stuff, it's just like take your favorite songs that you already know, right? And just kind of like add in yes. one inversion or so. 
Yeah. If you guys are interested in this kind of stuff, um, we do have music theory on on Ukulele Underground as part of UU Plus, and we're about to uh, to do an overhaul in that series. Um, so if you're already a UU Plus member, you're like, oh yeah, it's kind of old. We're we're re we're do redoing that, so that's gonna come up pretty soon. Also, we have movable chord shapes um, in our uh, in Ukulele Underground as well, and we have you know how to use them in, in the uh, the series that I mentioned earlier, Solo Seekers Revealed. If you guys want to learn how to do inversions, how to do solos and stuff, ukuleleunderground.com. Sign up now. I mean, if you're here, you should know about it already, right? So we have all the stuff there. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. with Solo Secrets Revealed, that's important. Knowing your inversions yes. is important because yep. you can easily come up with yeah. solos on your own yeah. just based off of the inversion. So yeah. So and, it's important to to learn them, mm -hmm. um, and then that's one application for them. Yeah, while I was playing a B flat, like F B flat C, and like just moving it in different inversions and stuff, it already kind of sounds like you know a melody or some kind of solo. Yeah, you could, I mean, you could pass that off you as could, a solo, or you, you could just to. like pick notes from yeah, those, yeah. and then you can start. Starts, you know. starts kind of sounding like yeah, yeah a picking mm -hmm. but yeah and even like when you're playing with somebody else right and you're both strumming the same thing yeah that's very common too to just like strum inversions because it's just like i don't want to sound exactly the same as the person right next to me yeah so. mm -hmm. that's a that's a really good use for inversions yep if you don't want to be playing the exact same like sounding chord <laughs> mm -hmm. have you ever been to like a really big ukulele club and it's like 50 people all strumming <laughs> that open c chord yeah. it's like yeah this is like pretty yeah. loud and pretty <laughs> it's just it's open pretty, c yeah not bad but then it's yeah, just yeah. like yeah and if you you're like there and you're like i kind of want to mix it up then you just yeah. throw in another version yeah mm. if you if you play a higher inversion of C, it'll add like, you know, something new to the mix mm -hmm. without clashing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. I just, I was looking at the uh, the thing, I'm wearing a bear hat with a bear shirt. <laughs> Didn't even plan that. Um, yeah, bears. Coordinated. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Beats. <laughs> okay. All right, next uh, question. Jim asks, how do you determine that a song you are about to write is actually original and not plagiarized? <laughs> I don't know because I do that all the time, you know, and then like I'll, I'll decide like, oh man, like is this good enough to just to just do it? Like when you finally realize that like that, that you wrote a song or a quote unquote wrote a song that sounds exactly like something else, you're like, ah, does it sound different enough? But it's it's one of those like there's no real like. 100% original song anymore like we're all bar I mean just figuring out a chord progression alone you're not gonna figure out an original chord progression like every single chord progression known to man I'm sure have been used already you know like and uh if you're thinking combination of notes some of the um some of the most iconic riffs are just a few notes, like three to four notes. You think that you know you're the first person to string together those four <laughs> notes. You're not. You know, you're not correct. Like it's, it's it has basically come from somewhere down the line, and that's what it is. I mean, like we learn to you know to to make music, being inspired by like the music all around us. You know, so and you're not going to be aware of every piece of music, every riff, every note that you've ever heard ever in your life. So. Um, 
unless you're not uh, you know unless you're like plagiarizing in the sense of like that's the same riff with the same lyrics with the same everything then like okay maybe you know like maybe maybe you shouldn't do that but if um i i wouldn't be i wouldn't be too worried about it unless like like it's it's more than say i don't know 25 percent <laughs> like that's pretty high right 25 percent kind of you know the same like same riff or whatever like it's it's pretty that's pretty close but i don't know that's just that's just how i've always felt about it because i've i i write stuff and it always 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 crosses or like up uh, a year down a month down sometimes even like the next day i'll write something and i'm like oh my god that's this song isn't it you know and um yeah so you gotta just kind of forgive yourself or if you catch yourself see if you can uh you know make it sound a little bit different from where you did like catch it from that's that's usually what i would say there's that you know there's many that that i've done that it's like actually a, an, another song yeah? yeah there's um the my my uh my youtube channel that i posted i did that song is um is under the covers that i put onto my second album and i didn't realize that that was the same riff um as uh, david tamaoka's what a song is that uh jet planes disappear uh, the yeah. same exact riff like i mean he does it in guitar and it's a little the notes are like maybe one or two notes is different but yeah. it's the same thing you listen to it back to back you're like yeah that's the same exact that's riff, where you, know? you got it from. that's exactly where i got it from and the thing is like i didn't even know until mm -hmm. like the song was already recorded and i'm like i already paid money to record this song like, <laughs> i'm not gonna about to re-record it again so i'm just like you know what uh we'll just change up a little bit the feels a little bit different you know like and just just let it go and but i'm honest about it. like I, I said you know like on my on my video i'm like hey i didn't realize until until i i wrote it already and then there's um uh what's it that's like from um from a studio ghibli song oh like, yeah but really that could be anything yeah exactly <laughs> like one to the five to the six and ten to you know like yeah I, it's that uh, and then to yeah. the three it has it's reminiscent of a lot of songs right so, so it's it's kind of you know to to create a 100 percent original song is almost impossible at this point like that the chord progression the note choices the the melody line has or even lyrics you know like it it's it's one of those things that like it, there people have been writing songs for hundreds of years you know at this point and um and i feel even thousands i don't know you know <laughs> but but yeah, it, it's tough to find something that is completely one thousand percent original. So don't worry yeah. about it. Because like, and then that's like part of mm -hmm. the thing with like when they do plagiarizing cases, mm -hmm. they have to prove right that like the person was like listening to yeah. the song that they were plagiarizing mm -hmm. while they like that they're the actual source of whatever yeah. they're copying from too. So yeah. and like that's why it's like well, it's kind of mm -hmm. and when you talk to people who you know write songs or who mm -hmm. kind of do that it most people like kind of just like write it off because it's like mm -hmm. yeah it's ridiculous like everybody mm -hmm. like you know just kind of takes from everything mm -hmm. or is influenced by everything and just comes up with stuff so you can there have been cases where it's like two songs mm -hmm. sound pretty similar mm -hmm. have the same topic and stuff and they just so happen to come up around the yeah. same time and yeah there's just... oh, okay i i have i okay there's very there's a very famous ukulele arrangement of while my guitar gently weeps right and we all know um when i did 
my first ever recording. It was like an unofficial like EP that I put out. That was, I don't know, I was like 19 at the time or something. And that must, so that must have been 2003. Okay, 2003. Um, Jake was still doing his, uh, just started going solo. He didn't really release While My Guitar Gently Weeps It, nor have I seen him live doing that song. That mm-hmm. song wasn't like a, a thing yet, yeah? Or at least I'm thinking it wasn't. Or not in 2003, it's a little bit early. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a song, and I mean, that's, that's a, you know, that's a song already done by the Beatles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or written by, you know, George Harrison. And I did a song with, with the melody line of, And I, and I did it and like and listening to it I'm like did I just you know like <laughs> and uh, did I future rip off exactly <laughs> like and when because uh, <laughs> that that EP like um, when when I was given to my friends well uh, when I was in college like a few years later when that song like was uh, was was super famous they're like this that you know that sounds like you ripped it from Jake's song I'm like yeah, what yeah. no this was released like three four years before that before. or whatever and it's just like. It, and it sounds I don't know exactly how to play anymore but when I should find it I should find <laughs> yeah. that that track it's not anywhere because it's like I I did it at my parents house and an old computer with cool edit pro and, and <laughs> just released it using the the plastic microphone yeah, that came with exa- the computer yeah, or whatever yeah. so it was uh no, no I was using the um I was using SM58 you know uh-huh. I had some I had some stuff yeah. <laughs> but I was using the uh the eighth inch like mic wire to the oh, computer yeah. so yeah. I took the entire like 860 um the, the, the amp power you know yeah, like yeah. watts 860 watt head and compressed it to this eighth yeah. inch like to the back and it's stuff like a quarter so, inch out adapter to an eighth inch yeah. <laughs> eighth inch mail goes yeah. to the computer and then like rca into the uh, oh, you know man. into the sound system anyway so it was uh yeah and it, it wasn't like the internet was was super, you know, like uh, or the ukulele was all over the internet yet at that point. It was kind of, it's kind of crazy. I should find that, and you're gonna listen to it, and you're like, yeah, that sounds like while my guitar gently weeps, man. That sounds like you just, and it's the same key that he does it in because while my guitar gently weeps is an A minor, the original, yeah, yeah. so the original Beatles. So when it, you know when that came out, it was in C minor and doing that riff. <laughs> something like that yeah, i don't know yeah, what yeah. the what the what the song was back in the day and something i don't know similar. i just got discouraged and that song i never played it ever again and i'm like yeah, did yeah. i rip this off and yeah. just like jake ruined yeah. your song <laughs> <laughs> it's it was one of those i'm just like I, I i will never this no one will ever hear the song ever again and i locked it up and and you know i wish i did it you know what i mean i wish like maybe if i kept playing that so it'll it, it might have evolved into something different, yeah. like kind of knowing that there's yeah. that version most that Jake did. Would. Yeah, it most likely would have evolved to something, and it might have been you know better than the original, mm-hmm. like the one when I originally did it. Because when I did it, it's just like that idea came up, just decided to record it. But you know, if if I met all these people, if I'm playing with Aaron, if I'm playing with Ryan Isaki and stuff, and these guys like changed the way that you know that uh, that my songs sound, so that would have definitely evolved into something different. So. I don't know. I just kind of got discouraged, and I'm like, no, never again. I'm not playing this song ever again. <laughs> no one will ever hear the song or how it sounds. But yeah. yeah. Now, for those of you folks who have the uh, the album is called In Two Weeks EP. 
because people kept asking like when when that album was coming out and i kept saying in two weeks <laughs> so the album's called in two weeks uh people who uh, and i went on my first tour in um in bend oregon that was like my first ever tour i just like went to walmart i, I bought a bunch of like cdrs that i just like uh i just put that that, that album into mm-hmm. and i sold those cds for like five bucks a piece or whatever mm-hmm. at that uh, at that show or that tour so i don't know if you have that laying around somewhere that's the first ever aldrin guerrero album and i think i only made a hundred of those <laughs> so yeah super hyper rare <laughs> it's like a it's like a first edition charizard kai <laughs> <laughs> well like uh, when you're talk- talking about like plagiarization yeah i think that really only it it only really matters if you're gonna record your song and, and that's true sell it yeah. right so like if you're writing for yourself it doesn't even matter if it's mm-hmm. plagiarized or not mm-hmm. because if you're yeah music right i don't know i mean if, if you think about it music used to be a like a public good Right. Yes, it yeah. wasn't like private property. Mm-hmm. It was just something like like That's minstrels yeah. would would go from mm-hmm. town to town, and yeah. they would talk to other minstrels, and they'd yeah. play together, and they'd learn right. songs. Yeah, and it yeah. was kind of part of like a common like you mm-hmm. know music was songs and everything were part mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what people just like partook. <laughs> yeah, freely. That's why all those songs back in the day all sound exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because like they were just like. Uh, taken from pieces of other things and and mm. that's really how music evolves today mm. it's just that now that we have rules and yeah, laws and around and around yeah. them that's when things get get kind of muddy right. but but really if you're not even planning to sell your music if you're just doing it for fun or mm-hmm. for yourself or just for your family it doesn't matter you could yeah. you could have a song that sounds exactly like you know yeah, another like song tiny or bubbles. yeah small bubbles yeah you change one <laughs> lyric and it's like it's yours so yeah. so don't don't feel afraid of doing that and yeah. in fact a lot of us started out writing music by mm-hmm. basically just doing Copy, yeah, 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 yeah copies of other songs mm-hmm. writing your own lyrics to it having mm-hmm. fun yeah that's the that's the whole purpose so like yeah yeah like weird out right like the musicians that he makes parodies of they like love his parodies because yeah. they know like yeah. how much work he puts yeah. in to make a yeah. parody of his yeah. their songs, right? Like so. that's how you know you made it. Like if you <laughs> did a parody of your song, that's that's when you made it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so so even that that shouldn't be discounted yeah. because that there is mm-hmm. some creativity that really has to go into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there was like a case where it's like uh, one of the record labels of the original musicians, like after Weird, Weird Al came out with his thing. They're like, oh no, you gotta take it down or something. And the musicians had to step in, and they're like, we gave him full permission. Like we wanted him to do that. <laughs> yeah. so, well, like, well, we that's the thing is that I think if you're doing like a parody or a cover mm-hmm. of a song, you actually don't need permission from the artist. Yeah, yeah. Because you can just parody. do it, yeah. and you just pay the rights yeah. for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, the but cover. like, uh, yeah, that was the thing with Weird Al is that he like intentionally mm-hmm. went out and asked yeah, he each would, musician he would do that out of respect yeah. out of for respect yeah them yeah yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right uh that's that's it i mean like as long well as long as you're you're writing an original song based on your feelings and your emotions and your you know like you you 
put your thoughts out into paper, so to speak, then that, that is yours. Like no two people in the world share the same exact emotion, same exact thoughts, same exact everything. Everyone is, you know, is, is different, like biologically. So uh, as long as you, you know, you put yourself into, into that tune, I think it's, it's going to be different. Even if you do like a cover of something, you know, like that cover is going to be different from the original. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just put your heart into it. That's, that's all that matters, <laughs> yeah. I guess. There's yeah. tons of songs that I did that are like, um, are basically plagi not necessarily plagiarized. I might get sued soon. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's lots that I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In fact, almost always you yeah. have... Like, well, like I write a, write a song mm -hmm. and the reason why I wrote it that way was because like I was influenced by these yeah, two right. songs from these two different yes, people. Yes, and yes. like, you know, this is what I came out of me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, right? Like everybody should be, you know, I don't think anybody learns music in a vacuum yeah. or in a bubble where yeah. they're like, I haven't possible. heard any other artists. Right. I just, it comes right out of me. Yeah, even Maybe. the best artists, you know? Yeah, kind of like, mm. uh, if you go through the experience of learning music, you just know that it's like, oh, I have artists that I like and I have music that I like to play that they've already mm. written and mm. I'm just like playing it. And then it's just like, when you start coming up with your own stuff, it's just, it's probably like, mm. oh, I, like I'm kind of taking some of their stuff or yeah. taking their ideas or, you know, laying down their mm. foundation, but putting on my thing on yeah. top, so... It's yeah, always think, like, I think Silk Sonic is original, Kai. It's the greatest yeah. band right now. Well, like, except <laughs> for them. They're, they're the only ones who have. Like, they probably like shot up yeah. into space in a, a you know, spaceship, and so they're yeah. all by themselves. They're totally yeah. not influenced by anything from the 70s. <laughs> no, no, no. You know? Bootsy oh. Collins is, like, is on the album. It's on the album. Bootsy Collins is on the album. It's just like, no. that's it's your first hits. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But yeah, you know, like um, I have written songs that sound like Jake songs or sound like Kyle Trader, uh, Kyle Trader boys, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Trader boys songs, and you know, and and you can always hear the influences and stuff. And you hear guys like Kalei Gamia, you're gonna hear those influences from like uh, from Jake and from Troy, from Herb, you know, from all these people and stuff. You, you listen to like Matt Dahlberg's album, and you know, like look sounds. Like he's influenced by Jake. Chris Fuchigami's album sounds like he's influenced by Jake. There's yeah, all these fact, people, you know. In fact, like Matt wrote a song. Yeah. Like he's so influenced by Jake that he wrote a song with and, that intention. No, no. Well, uh, like he wrote a, an yeah. original song, mm -hmm. and then you pointed out that it oh. sounds it sounds like <laughs> another Jake song that yeah. he hadn't heard. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. like Jake, Jake being Jake wrote a song. Yeah. And and Matt being influenced by Jake didn't hear that song and wrote a similar song you know so yeah. so it's 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 super common i wouldn't worry about it yeah uh, and i'm saying it's super common because i'm guilty of it so just to make myself be better yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now it's it is it is what it is you know just where everyone is influenced by by something yep yeah okay uh yeah uh, Jill asked uh have uh any of you had problems with the uh, ukulele elbow I'm unfortunately going through that right now. Oh, uh, no. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Elbows should should be should be relaxed. Like I'm uh, any any private uh UU plus student will tell you that like when we do private lessons almost like 
half the time we are working on form and form is like is something that in the recent years have really 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 um put a lot of emphasis in and it's because you know uh, we're talking about influences and stuff like i hear stories from you know from all the students that have had hear stories from uh, guys like dr trey even you know like that he always has to approach the, the ukulele a different way because things hurt and things start to you know to kind of deteriorate or whatever and um so I try to figure out what's the most comfortable way to hold your ukulele, what's the most efficient way to hold your ukulele, and, uh, and, what, and what are some of the most common things that are places that hurt in your body. One of them is the elbow. A lot of people, and I think I, I talked about this before, the, uh, the, the headstock here is a bit too high. A lot of people hold their headstocks too high. And what that does is if you hold your headstock too high, you're gonna get one of two things. If you keep your, if you keep your elbow relaxed, that wrist is gonna be bent. See, like if I'm, if I'm doing this and I'm playing that way, this wrist right here, not the best for you. And even, you know, even if you take it at an angle like this, if you're doing this for hours at a time, that's gonna that's gonna hurt sooner or later. Or you can make the wrist straight, but then your your elbow has to come out here. If your elbow's out there and it's you know and it's not relaxed and uh, and unstable, that's gonna hurt if you're doing it for you know for uh, for hours or for weeks or for years, however long you're playing ukulele. This side right here, if you always see my my uh, you know my arm is. Um, is rested on on the corner of my ukulele like this so my my elbow is actually pointing this way out, and it's, and it's leaning my my forearm is leaning on my uke as opposed to um, a lot of um, people that i watch their their elbows are out here like this pointed out that way it's and uh, and that's going to get stiff and that's going to start to hurt especially if you're holding it for hours at a time while you're playing your ukulele so Really, the way to hold your uke is to be as relaxed as possible. We're uh, speaking of revamping and redoing stuff. We're redoing Ukulele 101, and we touch up on a lot of this stuff. We're like trying to find the the you know the most comfortable way to hold your ukulele. So this is what I found that works. Lower bout goes on the right leg like this. Um, put your you know put your ukulele against your body. Move it about an, a couple inch forward. Then lean the ukulele towards your body like this. So there should be a natural lean. See that's so what's not straight up and it's not against fully against my body. A couple inches forward, lean in. What this does is it allows me to see the fretboard here on the left side and it allows me to get two points of contact right away, which is my body and my right leg. So that's the two points of contact that I have so far. The third point of contact is here, like I mentioned, forearm. So pointer finger is gonna point to the sweet spot of the ukulele. Forearm's gonna go down right here on the corner, not in front. We already talked about that. The elbow is gonna go out this way. Um, it's gonna go out right here so that it's, it's not relying on your elbow. It's your elbow's actually super relaxed and um, forearm goes there on the corner. It's not going on top because if you're going on top then your wrist suffers doing this thing, you know? As you see from this album of uh, uh, angle, sorry. <laughs> So if you're doing that, it's not good either. So here, see how like, see how my, my, uh, my wrist is nice and relaxed, okay? Versus this, okay? Now, if, uh, well, if you're doing like bass and you're just kind of like flicking your, your fingers this way, it's totally fine, but you have to move your wrist. So if your wrist is already bent, uh, bent at a bad angle, it gets even worse, okay? So holding it that way, you should be able to hold it with the three points of contact, your leg, your, your body, and your forearm. You should already be able to strum, finger pick, do all that stuff.
okay? This headstock doesn't go above the shoulder or any higher than, than the shoulder. See, it's about shoulder height. Maybe a little bit higher for some of you folks. Everybody is different, but just try to find your comfort zone. For me, the rule is try not to get it over, like past this shoulder height, okay? Move it forward. There should be um, some space between your body and, and your ukulele. I see a lot of ukulele uh, players and teachers and stuff out there holding their dukes like this and, you know, and, and keeping it close. This is what's happening from this angle. Your elbow's out there, your wrist is like this. Watch, I'm holding it like how I held it earlier. Forward, my, my elbow's relaxed, wrist is relaxed, hand is relaxed. I can play like some complicated stuff. Here's some copy pores. My, my elbow, my wrist remains exactly the same. Okay? Yeah. So that, that's, that's uh, um, something that's sometimes lost on the camera too because we yeah. shoot the ukulele straight on. Mm -hmm. So it looks like it's against mm -hmm. your body, but there's actually a lot uh, space. of space. Yeah, a lot of space like this. Yeah. Especially so, with your arm. Yeah relaxed out that yeah. way your your fretting hand so you see my so, you see my elbow here it's it's not necessarily tucked in like this but it's just relaxed it's down you know it's not like pointed out so that's not engaged like at all so there's <laughs> i see some you players doing this you know like like falls in flexing <laughs> like the camera or whatever and looking like this that's not that great you know for for your for your form so form wise this I look like if I if I took my uke off, it just looks like this. It just looks like I'm trying to converse with my hands or whatever, you know. Like if if I were to play without my you know without without my ukulele, it looks like this. If I took my uke with me, that form stays exactly the same. Yeah. So here it is. Take take that off. Sounds like this. Looks like that. Yeah. It doesn't look like I'm struggling. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, to answer your question. Not anymore, I guess. Maybe like somewhere down the line, I, I'm like, okay, well, this hurts. So I just kind of stopped doing it. Or try, I try to figure out ways that would, you know, that would not hurt. And this, so far, I found is the optimal way to hold your ukulele. Some people might say, uh, well, you know, I hold it like this and it feels comfortable. That's fine. It's your, it's your comfort zone. For, so for myself, but just kind of giving you guys why I hold the ukulele this way and why I'm not getting these like joint or whatever problems, um, you know, and it's because, because of the form. If I do get problems, it's my own physical yeah. thing. Then, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it just shouldn't hurt. So. No, 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 no. So if, Nothing should be stiff either. You yeah, know? if there's any part of your body that is hurting and you, you mm. think that it's because you're playing ukulele then mm. just focus on that and try to figure out a form that works that doesn't yeah hurt. what was, was mike saying yesterday that like you know if, if you're stiff like that's not you know that like you can't play at yeah. like a high level yes you know yeah. any high, like any musician any like athlete any mm. you know any person will tell you that like you if uh, being stiff or feeling stiff is actually not what you want to do when you're doing anything physical. Yeah. So. Yeah. You can, you can be playing hard, like athletes yeah. play really hard, yeah. but they're loose and they're yes. fluid yeah. with their motions. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm sure someone will find like, oh, but Jake did this and this song or whatever. And he did this thing. A lot of that is, you know, like it's, it's, it, he's a performer. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, well, he's like, performing. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't for the entire time. Yeah. 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 I think it's the same thing with like we're talking about athletes, right? Mm -hmm. Like when they take pictures of athletes, like in the shot, they mm -hmm. can be look like 
all their muscles are engaged and they're super tense mm -hmm. but that is like one fraction of a second that that's happening right yeah yeah and then if you like kind of stream it together you'll see their muscles like untense and mm. then retense and stuff yeah. so it's important that like when you see performers who kind of hold it in a different position it's probably just for like a fraction of a second mm -hmm. whereas if you like maybe if you look at yourself playing mm -hmm. in the mirror and you notice that your wrist is always bent or your mm -hmm. elbows are always out then that's what kind of like we advise against it because like that's what usually leads to like long-term like damage or injury too right is like repeating yeah. those like tensions and then having your muscles or having your bones kind of mm -hmm. like wear down over time so it's like yeah. you don't want that like, yeah. yeah but then there's some you know problems that, that you just can't can't escape from like some people just have like bad like safe from like a tennis elbow or something you know that's caused by something else so these are things that you want to look out for and i mentioned dr trey earlier so uh dr trey I, I think he's talking about his arthritis and that's just something that some people can't escape you know i feel like i'm gonna have it like uh it's it just runs in my family so and he like, you know he changes his way of playing so that like it's comfortable for him to be doing chords and bar chords and stuff um check that out like i think you know if, if you're watching this replay i probably put the up with the link below but we have a um, we have an episode of the podcast with Dr. Trey in it where we talk about like how he approaches these, um, you know, these problems. Yep. Uh, just like look up on our site, uh, yeah. Trey, T-R-E-Y. Yeah, Trey, Tracy Tarada. I know. I was like, Dr. Dre was on your podcast? Like, no, <laughs> no he doesn't want anything to do with us. No, but uh, Dr. Trey, as in Tracy Tarada, if you don't know the name, don't worry. But it is the guy who taught Jake, you know, how to uh, basically clean up. I mean... Roy Sakuma learned, uh, or Jake learned from a lot of people, but Tracy is basically the one who, you know, who uh, shaped him to, to play like how he does now. And if you watch Tracy like in, uh, uh, in concert or like on stage, you're like, yeah, that looks, I can see where, where Jake got that stuff from. <laughs> like his, the way he like, you know, he carries himself on stage. He's a very energetic dude for his age, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> he plays like, you know you see where jake gets it from yeah. and then also trey talked about like having wrist problems and yeah, problems yeah, yeah. Too. so it like that kind of just shows that you can do mm -hmm. it right like yeah. it's just making sure that you think about it in a certain way yeah so. and don't take this like this advice as an i have to play you know however like aldrin just said no is you have to find your own comfort zone these are just like um suggestions and and i'm kind of explaining why i do certain things is because yeah. i want like you know i want my my joints and my muscles to be as relaxed as possible when i'm playing ukulele if that's achievable by you know uh by your own unique body in a different way by all means go ahead and go do it that way you know so yeah. but this is this is the reason why i hold it the way that i hold it and to answer your question i do not have any problems with like stiff or sore elbows because i've uh, change the way that I play yeah it's kind of like uh, that's like mm -hmm. the best scenario is that people would you know experience yeah. playing the ukulele maybe experience some discomfort mm -hmm. and they would fix yeah. their posture and stuff yeah but then that is where it's like we see a lot of people that we kind of have to point it out to, mm -hmm. to them because it's like you know they just gotten used to they told themselves oh I this just have is, to yeah. force myself to kind of hold contort right my body to hold the goal like this yeah so. and you know like i i mentioned it however many weeks in a row and stuff like a lot of uh 
the way that we consume ukulele like by you know by instagram or tiktok and youtube and stuff like because of that ratio that they have that like very portrait kind of thing like a lot of people are are holding it certain ways so that they can frame themselves and whatever and that's just <laughs> not really setting great examples for students <laughs> and um and also you know the to uh to kind of talk a little bit more about like kind of holding and playing your ukulele with, with that one hand you should be able to strum you know do finger picking do all that stuff I can even do like, you know, whatever picking that you need to do with, you know, with, with the one hand. What that does is it frees this up. A lot of the times people get wrist problems and elbow problems because they're trying to hold this side of their ukulele, you know, as they're, as they're playing. But this should just mainly be just for fretting whatever notes and chords that you need to do. Like here's my thumb and here's the C chord. be able to kind of play this without having support from the bottom or from the back or whatever. You, we hold it, you know, we hold our ukulele so that uh, we keep it nice and steady and still and stuff, but it shouldn't rely on this left hand to hold up your ukulele. You should be able to hold it up without that. So if I were to play, and you're probably like, oh, he's not even doing bar chords. Bow, bow. Like, and that, there's no support here on the bottom, there's no support in the back, no support at the top, whatever. It's all here. Yeah. Like uh, Trent asked then, yeah. then how do you play an E chord so, so relaxed? But you, even that, right? Like, yeah, yeah, just relax, really. A lot of people tend to, same thing. Uh, if you tend to stiffen up, like when you're doing chords and stuff, it's just not gonna happen. You know, like you need to just kind of uh, relax. The way that I hold my E chord, it just, you know, it looks like my 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 fingers are not stiff at all. Like this ring finger that kind of has to bend down doesn't look like it's doing this where like it's really having a hard time. So if you look like, uh, if your fingers look like that, just relax, just eat, like take it easy. Yeah. I think like, and, and the reason why people uh, say that they like their hands hurt or they're feeling cramped yeah. is because they're trying to apply Squeeze, uh, you know, more like their force. Ukulele. Yeah, no. because like it doesn't sound as clean. They're like, yeah. oh, I gotta just press it down harder. <laughs> because like the fret wires are doing most of the work for you. You know, like if you press the yeah press the fret, all you're doing is you're helping the string touch that fret wire. Where you're touching that fret, that's not really where the string is being held down. The string uh, is being held down right there or touching right where the fret wire is. So it doesn't matter how like how hard or how much you're squeezing on this on this fret or your pointer finger, it's not gonna be there. It's gonna be right here where the fret wire is making contact, okay? So based on that, really all you need is to just put enough pressure so that that string makes contact with that fret wire clean enough to make that noise. Here's that, here's that thumb, here's a bar chord, you know? A lot of people are like, oh, just, just squeeze the bar chord in or whatever, there, no. Here's, here's a bar chord, nice and clean. With, uh, I put my fingers down here. So people are like, no, no, you're using your whatever, no. <laughs> yeah, like comfortably, I'm not even like. <laughs> yeah. When, whenever we have somebody yeah. who's like struggling with those chords, right? It's mm -hmm. all, it's never the case of like, where we look at it and we go, oh, you need to hold it down harder or yeah. you need to apply more pressure. Mm -hmm. 
it's always the case of like, well, try and mm-hmm. rotate your wrist or ro- like move your arm or like mm-hmm. it's kind of more about the angles and yes. like how they're like trying to hold yeah. the cord that and, makes a difference. And that's why like the uh, if you're a UU Plus subscriber and you haven't used your private lesson slots and stuff like really even just once or twice, try it because that'll at least you know get you into like you know in, into face-to-face conversation with me where i can see how you're holding your uke and i can you know i can kind of point out like okay well you know your elbows this or your wrist is that or maybe your your forearm is this and it'll help in the long run like really it'll it'll save a lot of like a lot of pain and a lot of trouble if we just book that, you know, that appointment, like I would love to help people out. And I'm not saying like, oh, you got to sign up so that I can help you out. If you see me down the street, flag me down. Like, hey, can you tell me what I'm doing with my uke? I would love to help out and stuff. But I, I feel that like that is the best way. If you feel like, oh, okay, I don't know, like if I don't know about this pain or whatever, you know, like maybe I should consult someone. I Ask me. I, I would love to help. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, we recently got a question in the forum mm-hmm. and I responded to them, but they're kind of like, uh, I want to learn, I made my goal learning this like kind of advanced song and yeah. I've been working on it and because I'm working on it, I realized that I didn't really learn the basics, but every time I try to go back to the basics, mm. it's so boring, right? So I told them, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's important that you're interested in what you're trying to learn and that you're having fun. But I said like really the one of the most important things about learning the basics or fundamentals is like your posture and making sure you don't get hurt like by mm-hmm. having like wrong posture or something so mm-hmm. if you take away anything from like the very you know our our basic course is called ugolo 100 if you take any way anything away from that mm-hmm. it's just like the basic posture the fundamental posture yeah. of like not making your arm or wrist or yeah. hand bend in a weird way like yeah, yeah. Oh, I also got the, oh, but like classical guitar players like play it like this. I also got that and kind of question, but it's just like ukulele is a little bit different, you know, like ukulele is smaller, it's more com- like compact. So like when you're, when you're talking about like, you know, playing your, playing your uke and the, the neck even is like, it's, it's very compact in this space. Whereas, a, you know, a classical guitar is a little bit more open and that, you know, that makes it a little bit more comfortable for them to do this. And even then you can see their elbow is, is, you know, is, is here. When, when they're doing that it might go out every now and then but it's relaxed yeah, yeah? it's not it's not this mm-hmm. and it's whatever. not close to their yeah body. it's not close like, to their body yeah, it's just yeah, relaxed like, ukulele, like so. because it's such a small instrument people th- yeah they tend to think, think that, that, that it has you to have to kind of do it tiny. this way yeah, yeah. No, no 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 yeah nice and relaxed so you, you watch me if you watch guys like you know like uh my, my favorite pod, ukulele podcast clay and Corey. like they they look like they're doing this mm-hmm. clay doesn't look like he's you know like playing this yeah. or whatever unless he's you know, unless he just had a workout that day and wants to, you know, like, super small, you know, you're like, maybe, uh, maybe I'll play a little bit different. Oh, everyone, you know, (laughs) (laughs) look at my form, everybody. Yeah, no, (laughs) we love you, Clay. (laughs) I think like, and then some people too, it's like, everybody's body is different. So yeah, you definitely have to find what works for you. Mm -hmm. But then I think some people also use that as an excuse, right? Like that, Oh, that just means that the ukulele is not made for me and mm-hmm. I gotta like move on. Yeah. It's like, no, I I I can kind of bet mm-hmm. that there is a way for you to play the ukulele. It's mm-hmm. just you might have to yeah. kind of change how you think to go about it. And right? there's that, you know, there, uh, that a lot of people would be like, oh, you make it look so easy or whatever. It's because it looks easy because it's it's a very relaxed, you know, like approach to the ukulele. When I'm playing the, the uke, I don't look stiff while doing it or I don't look, you know, uh, 
like I'm not I'm, I'm doing something wrong or my body's at a, at a weird angle and stuff it's always like kind of calculated and it looks easy because it's relaxed and stuff and I you know I, I often thought about that I'm like how you know how does one like make it look easy because I learned like cardistry and stuff I'm like man these guys make it look so easy and I found mm -hmm. myself saying something like so, that yeah. you know Same but then thing. When I was starting out, yeah, things were kind of stiff. You, you know? just but didn't like, want them to fall exactly, out of your hand. Yeah. And so, but once you kind of let it go and and just and just move the cards and stuff, it, it does look you know like look effortless. Mm -hmm. If if you're just not worried about it, you're doing a simple move anyway, and you've done it a hundred times or whatever. Same mm -hmm. thing. You yeah. know, it'll it'll look easy because you're comfortable with it. you play that song. I don't know, 20, 30 times or whatever in, in practice. So just just relax, breathe. Uh, relax your muscles yeah. just play it as comfortably as possible that's how that's how it's done right when yeah when we're doing like live mm -hmm. coaching a lot of the times like you know we <laughs> we can tell like that the students are like a little bit more tense because they're playing on camera yeah that's and right. it's like we're like okay we'll give you the benefit of the doubt that that's probably yeah, it no, right no, like yeah. just kind of yeah. take a breath relax try not to be as tense but I think that's the thing too is that when you're a beginner you're mm -hmm. thinking about a lot more things yeah and mm -hmm. if you're thinking of a lot of things your body tenses up yeah so it's just the more experience you have with ukulele the more you get comfortable right. with it and the, hopefully the more you like relax and you can just like it doesn't feel like you're mm -hmm. necessarily like grappling or like trying mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. wrangle the ukulele into place it should feel like ah it's easy right yeah like, yeah and yeah, I hope I hope you guys can like seriously consider trying ukulele on the ground, or at least if you already have it and stuff, like do the do the uh, private lessons because it's not like you know like you're sending me a video and then I'll like comment on it and stuff. Like no, I'm right there and I I can and I just I just want to help. Like I I think we we get less complaints and less you know like people saying that like oh this hurts or this or I don't want to play anymore. Less people quitting if we just kind of you know worked on worked on form i think things yeah. will get a lot you know a lot better a lot easier here it is bam I know or, guy has yeah it like, or even sometimes people are <laughs> like i'm not sure what videos yeah. to watch like yeah you can you can point them in i the can right i can do that also too. there's there's yeah. all you know there's all these things that i can do just because and i you know like it's it's me it's not like it's even like someone else that, that you're going to be working with like i put time aside you know like to make sure that each and every one of our members uh that wants to do a private lesson or that wants to be heard or that needs to ask a question i make myself available like three times uh three times a week on mondays on tuesdays and on fridays after the show we have a um live coaching that you can you know you can take a part of if you just want me to take a look at your form and stuff and uh, and and give you some feedback on how your form is you can do that i always make myself available to you folks i genuinely hope you guys try it because i we just want to help <laughs> help people yeah. we don't want you to quit that that's you know like i we don't want you to quit playing ukulele we want you to have fun with the uke regardless yeah. if you learn from us or whoever we just want you to keep playing our like yeah and like we try mm -hmm. to make it as open as possible too right mm -hmm. so if you can't make a private lesson, live coaching, those are the two best. But if you can't make those, we do have like student reviews on the forum yeah. where it's like you can send in pictures, videos of you doing stuff. And even if that's not everything, yeah. we can try and help you like this Via where it's just like a quick message question. or something. Yeah. So, yeah. We're well, always available. Kahai is always available on the site. If you click on that green button on the bottom right hand corner of this, uh, of the site it's it's like a, it's a chat directly to kahai and he will yeah. <laughs> it's basically to all three of us but kahai's got it <laughs> you know but uh he's yeah the, so we, we always try filter. to yeah we always try to make sure that everybody gets the help that they need can we do one quick question sure, sure uh how often do you change your strings 
not often enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, they said uh, is Penny. They said that they've yeah. owned their ukulele for five years and have never changed. Yeah, them. you should maybe change the strings. <laughs> like at this, <laughs> but at this also point. like I yeah. don't know. If, if if they don't, they're not bothering you. Yeah, then it, it <laughs> and if you just play for yourself, yeah. you're not trying to achieve like the best sonically. You know, like yeah, yeah. you're not gonna record <laughs> anytime exactly. soon. It's fine. It's it's and it's not like it's an acoustic guitar where like it'll get rusty and your fingers are gonna get cut up and so it's plastic, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't even matter at that point. Um, but if you know if you want the optimal sound coming out of your ukulele, you might want to think about changing it at least every other month, at least every other month yeah yeah <laughs> three months is fine yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least you know something change it uh, <laughs> Just, yeah. yeah whenever you can how about that that's the best advice whenever yeah. you can if you want like the optimal sound for your ukulele yeah, that that's it. And the thing is, if your ukulele sounds nice, you're gonna want to play it more. Especially, you know, for people who are just starting out. Like, you don't want to like start out and you know you, you don't like how it sounds and you want to keep learning and stuff. You're like, ah, oh, I'm just. You want to like the instrument. You want to yeah. like the sound that, that it's coming out of it. You know, even though like if it's even if skill is not there, when you play it like this, like ah, oh, it's it should sound hey. pleasant, right? Yeah. <laughs> Take it from three guys who don't change their strings nearly enough. <laughs> Like, right? Like, I think we've... I changed it at the concert, guy. Yeah. We, we, like, I, but I remember both of us, like, we brought in instruments because it's like, I just changed the strings and I realized this is what the instrument should sound like, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's why it's always uh, nice. Like, I mean, if, if, yeah. uh, if you haven't changed your strings for five years, uh, then, then Try it. Try try changing. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole let, new instrument. Yeah, let it yeah. let it settle in. You know, stretch yeah. them out and yeah. and tune them up a few times. And mm -hmm. then once it it settles into the the correct tuning, play it. And then you'll be like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I can, or this, like, is, oh, this is I why people miss. change their strings. <laughs> yeah. Nah, you might miss it. You're like, oh, yeah. it's not as mellow anymore. <laughs> I can. Now yeah, it's like yeah. super bright. I don't like yeah. it. You know. <laughs> yeah. But I can almost guarantee that if you don't change your strings for a while and then you change it, yeah. you'll realize that when you like strum a chord or you mm -hmm. do something, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, the chord sustains. It holds it out, right? It doesn't yeah. just go. Ow. and you don't hear it anymore. Yeah. Like, oh. I'm always like that. It's like, oh, this is why people change their strings. <laughs> yeah, and then I don't change it for a while again. Like, <laughs> see, the Aaron breaks it mid-show all the yeah. time. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go all the way till it breaks. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, so it is a thing where it's like, even us, we forget mm -hmm. to change strings or we don't change it, and then mm -hmm. it's such a difference that when we do, it's like we. I, mm -hmm. I know I have brought my instruments into work. And yeah. then like, guys, you got to try this instrument. It's really good. Yeah, it's, it's the same I like instrument. This. I didn't even know I had this great of an instrument. Yeah, yeah. It's just sitting in my closet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a treasure. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we go? Uh, uh, there's a couple more, but yeah, it might take yeah. a little more time. Okay. No Nicktoons questions this week? <laughs> yeah. I crave them. Guys, no, no <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to cross me. That's why after I did the, my whole Paramount Plus like, <laughs> rant on how Rocco should not be censored. <laughs> God, but I mean, it's the only way to watch Rocco. So either I pay it and then, or legal anyway. Any, it's the only legal way to watch Rocco's Modern Life. And we're all about doing things legal. Yes, yep. yes, Kahai, please. The... <laughs> Alright everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the Ukula on the Ground podcast. We're here every other Friday. Um, let's see, some of the things you guys should definitely check out. The, um, the awesome UU Plus solo that Kahai just put out last week. Make sure you check that out. It is, what sounds like Kahai?
Scarborough Fair. Scarborough Fair. If you are a Simon and Garfunkel fan or if you just like folk tunes in general, Scarborough Fair, that's iconic. So make sure you check that out. Uh, we do a nice and really simple mel uh, chord melody to, uh, to that song. So make sure that you guys check that out. After the show, we have UU Plus live coaching. So make sure you, uh, you tune into that if you're a UU Plus member, if not to just watch or to participate, whatever you wanna do. We also have them on replay if you wanna watch them again. Um, Let's see, we, uh, we have a tour coming up that, that's in a month. I just want to kind of remind people. Uh, next month, we're going to be in San Diego, and we're uh, confirmed. Huntington, no, 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 not Huntington. Where is that place? Is it Huntington Beach? Mm -hmm. Huntington Beach over at uh, Island Bazaar, 2 p.m. Sunday, whatever the date is. What is the date for the, for the Yukon? Uh, okay, I'm pulling that up now. Mm -hmm. I think it's a 20-something. Uh, it is... I'm gonna post the link to the tickets yeah. in the chat. So if you guys are in uh, in Southern California, we're going to be uh, near you. So why don't you come out and uh, yeah, some, some, yep. come say hi to us. It's the uh, 27th. So the Yukon is on the 27th. So that's uh, that's with ukulele the pros. Terry Carter is putting together a pretty awesome lineup of, uh, of ukulele players. Um, so make sure you check that out. There's yeah, a lot tickets of tickets like, are on sale ticket, now. Yeah, too. tickets are on sale, and they're cheaper. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're, like they're a, on on sale. On, on sale, sale, yeah, yeah on sale. Yeah. So make sure you check that out. If you're like, I don't know, it's like ninety something bucks or whatever. I think when they first came out, now it's like forty something bucks. They're they're doing yeah. slash like right. Is it, is it for a limited time or something? I don't know, but yeah. you can watch a Grammy award winning ukulele player. Grammy, not Hawaiian Grammy. Although that's prestigious also. And there is another person in there that has a Hawaiian Grammy, which is Chris Fujigami. But you also have Daniel Ho. Daniel Ho is a Grammy Award winning ukulele player. 40 bucks. You get that. And, and you can say hi to Aaron. You can hug Aaron. I don't know. Are you comfortable <laughs> hugging people in this you day can. and age? <laughs> Maybe not hug Aaron, but you can say hi to him or whatever, right? Yeah. Have a conversation. But I'm not a Grammy award winning anything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Grammy but award winning we'll, we'll nice be guy there. in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> you win all that's, the Aldi awards. <laughs> that's what's wrong with the Grammys. Yeah, they don't, is, I feel like that's what's wrong. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to boycott it this year. They, they don't, don't recognize they real They asked Kahai to be there this year, but we're going to boycott it because yeah. they, they don't have Aaron on the ballot. <laughs> we were going to be there, right, Kahai? We have our tickets and hotel and everything. I'm, I'm going to let you talk, but let, let me just say, let me just say. <laughs> Aaron... Nakamura had the best video of all time. Okay, here's here's the lineup. Okay, we have Daniel Ho, not just a Grammy six times. That's that's more than Booker T has won the world championship in wrestling. Six-time Grammy winner Daniel Ho. There's you know, there's us. Uh, there's Chris Fujigami. I think he's also a multiple-time Nahoku Hanohano Award winner, which is the Hawaiian Grammy. Andrew Molina. He is a nominated uh, Hawaiian Grammy. We got, we got people like Bernadette, Anthony Stanley, Danny Ucero, Victoria, Jiggy with Viggy. Love her YouTube video. She's awesome. Bryce, Timmy Cruz, uh, Bryce Ava, Wetstein, Timmy Cruz, Victoria Vox. Toured, uh, toured all over the place with her. She's awesome. Abby Lyons, of course, Terry Carter, and some other surprise guests. So, and there's some cool dealers like Koloa, of course, Kanilea Ukulele, Pepper Romero, Romero Creations, Kala Ohana Flight, Uplandia, Rebel, and Ukulele like the Pros. It's, it's pretty awesome. 
Yeah? yeah, so make sure you check that out. Tickets are on sale, so they're a lot cheaper than, uh, than they were when they first came out. Here's your chance to see all these award-winning Uke players and, and some pretty awesome personalities as well. So make sure you check that out. You know, get, got Eric. That's a great personality, yeah, yeah. you know? And then if you're closer to Huntington Beach, we'll yes. be there on the Sunday after yes. that. Which is the 20, if that's on the 27th, we're going to be there on 28th, which is basically the next day. We're going yeah. to drive over, haul it over there to, uh, to Huntington Beach, 2 p.m. at, uh, at Island Bazaar. Mm-hmm. Island Bazaar, <laughs> Huntington Beach, 2 p.m. Sunday, we will be there. Yeah. And okay. then if you're closer to Seattle, we'll be there on September 11th. Yep, that's on Sunday. Uh, so, so there's somebody who's been asking us, like, are you going to be there at the whatever Aloha Festival? Yeah. Or like, live, live spread Aloha. a live Aloha Festival? The answer is yes, we will be there at the Live Aloha Festival. If you live in the Seattle area or around there, we're going to be there. So, um, and we're trying to find another place to, uh, or another, you know, an- another spot to hit up so that maybe people in Oregon can, can see us and stuff. But yeah, we, we if, don't you, know, if so. you live or know anybody in Portland, yeah. that, that might be a possibility as well. Yeah. So, so make sure you check. Or if you have an ukulele club or something that you know would like, yeah. you, you'd like so, us to stop by so to. contact us yeah. and let us know. Let we, us know. We would love to make the drive to, to Oregon. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's tough for us to be flying out to, to a place. But if we're already there, hit us up. We would love to stop by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are some, some of the places that we're going to be at very, very, very soon. Um, our, you know, our schedule is opening up. So we're trying to go out and meet people again and, uh, and, and perform live for you folks. Okay. We'll see you then. Uh, stick around for the UU Plus live coaching. I'll see you guys next time. Sign up for UU Plus to take your ukulele playing to the next level. Aloha. Mm-hmm.